Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another Astrology Weekly Update. This morning, we're waking up to the first quarter moon in Gemini. And when the first quarter moon happens, we tend to be met with the challenges from the seeds we planted with the new moon. And how do we handle those challenges when they arise? We'll talk more about that later on. I just want to add that in. And as I'm saying this, I look down and I have a pen from when I was in New York City and uh, my kids and I went to the Spy Museum and it says on the back of the pen, question everything. I look down there and I thought about that because when the moon moves into Gemini, the first quarter moon, it will also conjunct uh, Mars in Gemini. And with Gemini, we question and we wonder. So maybe take that as the sign to question everything today. And if something doesn't feel right, question it. You know, questions can really break down something in a good way until you get to the seed of whatever that is. So question everything. That's my weekly awakening uh, for this week. Question everything. Now this week we're starting to move into more of that March intense transits that I have been talking about pretty much since January. On Thursday, March 2nd, the Venus will conjoin Jupiter and Aries. I'm loving that and I'm already feeling that energy in a really good way. March 2nd, Mercury moves into Pisces, and so we'll begin our deep, introspective, maybe a little bit uh, painful awareness, or lack thereof, we should say. When Mercury moves into Pisces, there's lack of self-awareness. I like to write that down. So anyway, so let's talk. Last week, I talked a lot about ending the zodiacal year with forgiveness, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. I had last week, I had done some energy workshops, which were really great, busted open my heart chakra. And this week that continued. I had, I went over to the Jenkins uh, Arboretum, am I saying that right, in Wayne, and I met with a lovely group of women, um, This four women, five women, and they, they're called the Dividation Circle. And they put on this three-hour workshop uh, where we did a sound or an event, a sound healing, but before that we did an hour yoga. And that really kicked my butt. I'm still feeling it. And then we went into a sound meditation and it was really amazing. And so if you're in the area, they do that once a month. You can Google Dividation Circle. So this really, for me, ending the zodiacal year, I've really made um, a point or a purpose to seek out forgiveness and seek out people and seek out events that will harness that forgiving energy within me. And while we're ending this zodiacal year, I dare you guys to do that. I know last week we talked about just forgiveness and what that looks like, what that feels like, but how can you really lay the groundwork for that forgiveness and for that open-mindedness? Maybe you need to check out a new circle of friends. Maybe you need a heart chakra opening event, right? There's nothing like an event to really bust you wide open, especially with the energy of the collective in the room. Each of these events I've been to, there's been such amazing energy in the room that it just helps everyone um, bust it all open together. So on Tuesday, I was still really feeling from last week's um, heart chakra opening when I did that. And I did another forgiveness meditation. I shared about one last week, but I want to share about another one that came to me. So on Tuesday, after I went to the gym, I laid and I meditated. And 
forgiveness and love started pouring out of me. And my head had gone to certain relationships that (coughs) maybe them and I have a hard time or I have a hard time now seeing the love in that relationship or maybe there's the resentment was a little bit bigger than the love piece but at one point the love was there or at least the version uh the raw version of what I had thought love was for each person I'm not just talking romantic I was actually talking friends family and romantic and those people when I sat I realized huh Maybe I do still have a little bit of pain in there. It's not resentment because I don't, I'm not mad. I don't hate. I don't have any of this, but it's sort of maybe it was more sadness, feelings of how did things get kind of wonky? How did we get out of the love vibration with this person and, or with these people? And I was able to sit there in each relationship that there was three main ones, right? Um, and again, it wasn't just romantic, it was one romantic one family and one friend. (laughs) I think they're right, but those were like the three people. And I sat there and I was able to go to the beginning to where I felt or how I perceived that that love was in that moment. And when did we really feel love? And when did I actually feel loved by this person? When did I feel like their love was genuine before the human experience gets in the way? Because that's what happens. We come with a pure heart-filled spirit filled of love, but the human condition, the human issues, the human traits get in the way. And I was able to do that with each of these relationships. And then I sent them heart tracker love, green heart tracker love. I wrapped in it and I really felt that love and that forgiveness. I went back to that, right? And I went back to that place and and I forgave them, but through understanding that we really did once have something that I perceived as love or they really did feel love for me. And then I prayed after I sent all that, after I sat with each relationship in my head, released that, I prayed to the universe and I said, please, universe, God, angels, ancestors, and guides, please allow me to be the best version of myself. You know, allow me to work at my greatest, highest good um, for, you know, as a lover, as a daughter, as a mother, as a friend, as an employee, as just a normal person out there living the world, show me how I can serve them and how I can meet that relationship at my highest self. And I said that prayer uh, multiple times. And I'm telling you what, last week I was really able to show up in my relationships uh, with that. And I, and I, one of those relationships where I had to go back to the beginning of love, I was with that person and I was able to have a really enjoying time with them and have so much fun and so much free and so much forgiveness. So that is how, like I said last week, we're going to end the zodiacal year because we want to move in with a brand new, brand new slate. Okay, Zodiac year, we're going in with a brand new slate. Now, adding to that forgiveness, I feel like is going to be this Venus-Jupiter conjunction. It began over the weekend. We started to feel it. Uh, This is happening in my eighth house. And just to like one more story about myself, I went to the casino. My sister was in town for my mother's birthday on Saturday night. And we're not gamblers at all. We go maybe once a year if we're together. My mom likes to do it for her birthday. And my sister was like said to Rob, my, you know, she said, hey, you're feeling lucky and I'm feeling lucky. Take this hundred. Go put it on the roulette table and just do single green. Puts the hundred dollars down. She won 
$1,500. Yes. And guess what she did? She shared it all and took less. She refused to take more. And that's how it showed up in my eighth house. One of the things that this building, you know, my sister, which is Venus, real sister, conjoins Jupiter in, in the eighth house of other people's money. And she wins right away. And Aries feel, you know, I feel like gambling, casinos, that feels very strong Aries energy. And um, she won. And then she shared it to me. You know, she gave me some of her money, which I couldn't believe. Um, so that was interesting way that that began to show up. I think for a lot of us, um, it's going to feel like we're on fire about something or a passion in our lives. Uh, we're going to feel a really strong desire to work with that passion, work through the passion, bring the passion about in our lives. Something is coming alive again. Remember last year when Venus conjoined it was Pisces, it was in Jupiter. I mean, it was in Jupiter, it was in Pisces. And that's a little bit different. It's more of like getting lost within that or really like we were able to find out our creative endeavors and really swim with that and we were just in that energy you know before you create you're in the creative energy building so we were in that process of it and we didn't quite see what was happening we were just in the process of feeling and understanding and creating within our souls and our mind now venus is conjoining jupiter and aries and this is about laying down um, the actual path, right? We we thought the path, we created the path, we wrote the notes. Now we have the power, the desire to follow through in the physical footsteps that we need to to make our passions come alive, to make our creative endeavors come alive. And it's going to come easy to us because we're going to want to do it. When Venus conjoins Jupiter in Aries, Aries is about getting things done. Aries is about doing something. Aries is about fighting. So that's what I'm saying. So we're going to feel strong to get that shit done. And we're going to be laying it. We're going to be meeting the people we need to meet. We're going to have the energy and desire to get things done that we want to do. It's going to be really strong, passionate energy. I am excited. Now we know there's a flip side when it comes to Aries. It can, when it conjoins Venus and Jupiter conjoining is a blend of energies and those are both benefic planets but they're in a malefic sign so it's going to be of greater nature you know of a higher good of a good nature much different if venus was conjoining mars in aries that'd be different but there's two benefics jupiter and venus and they are beginning again and they are so i feel as though there could be maybe some fights uh, with family, friends, or lovers. However, they're going to be really quick fights and they're going to be like a needed fight. Sometimes you got to fight a little bit to get to the other side of something or to break down emotional or mental barriers. Sometimes I mean that in a good way. Have you ever had or communication barriers? You're fighting with someone and the resentments are building, but they're building silently. So then you don't know how to actually approach that person anymore or both people don't know how to approach each other. So then they fight. And then after the fight, all that stuff that had been building, they didn't know how to say, all was said. And then you're left with a clean slate in a good way. So if there is anything, it's more going to be like that or very passionate. Like you feel very passionate about something or very passionate about someone. So you might get a little bit strong. So just remember that you might get a, especially with, with Mars, Stowe, and Gemini, you might get a little word strong you might say a little too much but in the end it will end up being okay and push past the energy that it needed to um 
pushed past. Now, though, at the same token, though, where I guess I forgot, Mercury's at the, um, Mercury itself, you know, Mars in Gemini, Mercury's sign, but Mercury itself will be moving into Pisces on, is it on that same day? I think, yeah, Mercury moves into Pisces on that same day where Mercury is debilitated in Pisces. It has trouble making logical sense. It gets lost in dreams. It also can get very taken over with like sadness or wanting to isolate or disappear a little bit. But I think more so we're going to be feeling this fire and this passion and also be a little weary because with that passion and desire, it can take over and we may feel a little jealous, insecure, angry, or controlling in some way. And sometimes we need to see those patterns. It might be painful, but Venus and Jupiter is, I mean, I'm sorry, Venus and Jupiter in Aries signs is showing us what we need to remove or what we need to gain more wisdom around. So if you're feeling jealous, if you're feeling insecure, I challenge you to not act on it as much as you can. It can be hard, but to take a pause button, sit with yourself and say, okay, what's the root of my jealousy? What's the root of my anger? What's the root of my insecurity? Most likely, you know, we're going to have to go to ego source because that ego source, that is what, when the ego gets hurt, Jealousy comes out, insecurity comes out, anger comes out, wanting to control comes out. So sit there and really say, why am I feeling this? Is it pure or is it ego right now? Like I said last week, is it is the pain, you know, a different kind of pain, not an anger pain, but a sad or other kind of pain, is that soul pain or is that ego pain? And that really, I could just tell you in general from working with that, will eliminate you from overthinking and overcaring about too much when you sit with yourself and say, where is this pain coming from? What what tings it the most? That's a good word. You know, like when we get hurt, when we feel jealous, insecure, angry, controlled, whatever, it feels like someone comes up to a very soft part of our body and just flicks it. <laughs> and then that pain gets worse and worse and worse and worse and grows, especially if our mind goes there. So sit, say this, you know, this vibration, right? Jealousy, insecurity, anger, that's never a vibration that we want to be at. When we're at that, we create more reasons to be that. We create more reasons. We start to look at the world in those lenses. So that's why we need to stop it and nip it in the butt when it comes out. Now I want to have, I have an Aries rising and Libra risings for, and this can also go with just my general, um, Aries placements and Libra placements, but here a little bit of your uh, horoscope for this Venus Jupiter, Venus conjunct Jupiter. Now you want to look at your rising sign horoscope because that's actually what lines up with the planets and your chart correctly. But here you go. And if you do look at your sun sign, that's great, but it's more going to be about your purpose and your path in life, not so much about you directly personally as a person. Okay. You might have a big reaction. This is for Aries rising. You might have a big reaction to something really exciting and you, and you feel full of passion about it, but make sure you slow down in the moment and really try to understand what you're feeling and why. You will feel very confident. You will feel very almost cocky confident on fire, but don't get taken away with the passion. My Aries placements, okay? When you got Venus and Jupiter there, Aries is like amplifying all those feel-good passions. So just make sure you don't get too taken away with it. You stay grounded, 
but enjoy the excitement. Revel in this new energy that is being awakened in you. Libra Risings, you can get carried away uh, maybe with a little bit of a passionate conversation that starts with talking but may go to fighting. So just watch yourself. If you know yourself, how you're feeling, if you know what the other person is capable of, sometimes it can be a surprise, but oftentimes I know my friends, family, and lovers, and I know how they argue and what sets them off. So you might have an idea. Um so it could be a really passionate conversation about your belief, your wisdom, what's happening in the world. But just be careful. Like I said, you might get carried away and it might begin a little bit of a fight or something. And your partner or maybe some sort of romantic fling tries to win you over or ask for forgiveness in a very strong or intense way. So again, they're either going to swoop you up in an intense way or they're going to need forgiveness because they acted out in a tense way and they're going to come become really like strong and passionate about that. And I wrote those two because these two are really what's um, going to be feeling the Venus conjunction, uh, the Venus conjunct Jupiter pretty, pretty strong within themselves. But like I said, we're all going to be feeling that. And to get a better idea, you want to go to where Aries is in your chart. Uh, is it your 10th house? Like mine, mine's my eighth house. And that's the house of other people's money, karma taxes, as well as the money and karma that is owed to me and what I owe to the world. And it's associated as well, more new, but um, I mean, more modern astrology with the death, sex and the occult. However, what I've noticed within my own studies and practicing Hellenistic astrology, it's really way, way, way more about other people's money other people's karma, other people's resources, and that those debts that you owe to the people in the world and what's owed back to you. That, to me, actually in my studies rings more true than the sex, death, occult that the more modern astrology brings on, but, you know, to each his own. Okay, now the same week we have on the same day Mercury moving into Pisces. Now, my Gemini Virgo placements, we tend to get a little lost, dazed, confused, and sad energy. When Mercury moves into a new sign, that's our ruling planet. We have the ruling planet of thinking, communicating, understanding, and perceiving. And Mercury is very good in certain, in certain uh, signs where it's very strong and it's thinking and perceiving the way it likes to. However, when it's in Pisces... Everyone gets a little lost, dazed, confused, and some sad energy, especially my Mercury-ruled people, my Geminis, and my Virgos. We get a little bit lost there. You know, it, Mercury likes to think logically. It likes to make sense. It likes to figure out, like I said. And when it moves into Pisces, it has a really hard time doing that. And, you know, you try. You can't really be rational, you might have trouble really getting your communication or what you really want to say to someone over, you know, how, you know, maybe hard for you to get them to understand what you're trying to say. And it also wants to like choose escaping. It wants to not head. It doesn't want to, you know, nip it in the bud head on. Not at all. It wants to escape run. It wants to not talk about it. It wants to sit in denial. I know every time Mercury moves into Pisces, you know, I have five Mercury placements. I get a little bit lost, a little bit apathetic. I tend to cry. I'm not a big crier, but I tend to cry more so when Mercury moves into Pisces, the water signs, more like lost, sadness, confused. 
crying where I don't even know where it's coming from. Again, the planets shift and the shit just comes out of us. It just starts changing and we shift for the better and for the worst. Mercury's only going to be in Pisces. Hold on. Not for too long, though. Thank God. Let me get my trusted uh, little calendar here. Mercury only till March 19th. So we won't have that long. Sometimes Mercury is in... um, isn't there for much longer. I believe it was March of 2020 when COVID happened. I know it was that week that Mercury moved into Pisces when COVID began, but I actually think Mercury might've been retrograding in Pisces that then during that. And that was definitely a crazy time. But yeah, Mercury is really, is only gonna be in Pisces for two and a half weeks. And then it moves into Aries on the 19th. So we're, we're gonna be at our last little bit of Wah, wah, wah. But also, it's not just wah, wah, wah. There is, you know, that deep dive into the dreamy world. And sometimes we need that shift from logical thinking to put us back on track with the logical thinking, if that makes sense. And then on March 19th, it moves into Aries, and we're going to be fired up again with the new idea. So luckily that this Mercury transit in Pisces is only about two and a half weeks, so it's not too long. Now, next week on March 7th, Tuesday, so we'll have this episode next Monday, Saturn moves into Pisces. Well, we have been waiting for for two and a half years. Saturn moved into Aquarius. Uh, Remember, it had the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction in Aquarius on December 21st, the, the winter solstice of 2021. And... No, 2020. I'm sorry, 2020, because it was all of 2021, all of 2022, and then half of that. So we've had Saturn in its own sign um, traditionally in Aquarius, but it was a little bit looser, a little more innovative than when it was in its own sign of Capricorn. So for the last five years, though, Saturn has been operating in its own sign. And there really hasn't been too, too, there was, you know, those last two and a half years, I guess, all of those Saturn and, and Uranus transits, the square that had been happening, that was kind of tough. But Pisces, Saturn moving into Pisces is going to feel much different. It's going to feel much looser, not as strict. And I guess I should say not as strict, but what, do I, what am I trying to say here? The, the path that we need to take, the path that we walk on, um, the, the sort of valued karmic um, way that we go about life is going to get a little boundaryless. It's going to get a little watery. I'll have more about that on next week's episode. I feel like next week's episode will probably be mostly about Saturn and Pisces and, and what's going to be happening. But again, that's going to be a transit we're going to be talking about for two and a half, three years, because I think... Um, if I'm corrected, I got to look. I'm pretty sure Pisces, I'll know by next week. I'm pretty sure Saturn stays in Pisces for three years. Um, it's going into my seventh house. So I'm not really that, I'm excited, but I'm also like, okay. I've had Saturn in not so hard of houses for these last uh, two years. And now it's going back into an angular house. So we're really going to be feeling it. But that is really, I'm not, I'm saving all that for next week's episode. This week, like I said, enjoy, revel in the energy um, of the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. Allow that wisdom to shine through your aesthetic, shine through your being. That's the biggest thing. We're having this Jupiter jolt within us um, so we can then outwardly live our life full of purpose passion, desire, joy, and happiness, but with the wisdom of Jupiter, right? With the wisdom of Jupiter, 
we tend to almost walk around like <laughs> angelic raw beings, you know, aliens in a way, but like the God, goddess like aliens. So revel in that energy, go create some shit, go be in it. I hope everyone has a fabulous week. I want to remind everyone to follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen across the board, but only one C in the middle. So it kind of looks like Cosme Colleen, <laughs> which Cosme is kind of cute too. And thank you everyone who continues to support this podcast. Right now, the best way to support the Weekly Awakening podcast is by sharing it, rating it, reviewing it, and uh, commenting when I post on social media. As you guys know, I post a lot of videos added to what I went over on this podcast. Commenting, liking, sharing, all that stuff helps me get this podcast out there. I hope everyone has a beautiful, fabulous week. I hope your creative energy is on fire. I hope your passion energy is on fire. And remember, no matter what, we can create our world through our mindset. We can't always create are um, the changes outside of us, but we can change how we view those changes. So remember that, and that will forever change your mind. I love you all. Have a fabulous week. Thank you.